Similarly, it is impossible to escape very high climbing mountains. They built a climbing track over these obstacles around and beneath. They built these tracks even before there was a train in existence that could make the trip. They built it because they built it because they knew someday a train would come. So something amazing and awesome is going to happen to you and me today. Something amazingly awesome is going to happen to me today and to you. Do you believe that? Do you think that's possible? Can you open the possibility that that could happen? That we could have a miracle in your life? So that's what I want to talk to you all about today. The way that song came about is a fun story. I'm a big fan of this wonderful author by the name of Karen Black. She's written this book called The E-Map, and she has this book called Thank and Grow Rich. And in this book, she has this exercise where every day you are supposed to say, Look in the mirror and say something amazingly awesome is going to happen to you today. And she said, you know, put little yellow stickies all around your house reminding you of this. Well, I couldn't remember to do that. But I know what does work for me is to start singing a song. And if I put that to a melody, it gets in my head and I start singing it. So I came up with a little, I started singing this whole song. And then one day, I'm singing this, and I had this interesting, amazing thought that it really felt to me like it was a whole song, and that I wanted to write this song. So I decided I would do something a little amazing and awesome, and write to Penny Black. And she's a big New York Times best-selling author, and you know, I didn't know her, but I did something that my dad taught me many years ago. He told me, he said, you just have to look at life like you have these little pebbles, and you get to make a choice every day, and you keep throwing these pebbles out into the lake, metaphorically, into the lake, and you never know when those ripples are going to come back. So whether it's something you want to do or you're a kindness to someone, you just keep throwing out the pebbles, throwing out the pebbles of love or throwing out the pebbles of things you want. You never know. You just keep putting it out in the world, and you never know. So that was one of those pebbles. I thought, oh, maybe write to her and say, you, you know, I kind of want to write a song about this, and would that be okay? So I send this out. I go to her website, and I do the, you know, just the generic contact page. And I send this letter out to her and go, hi, my name's Karen Becker, and write these little positive message songs. And the amazing thing is, two days later, I get a letter back from her. I get an email back from her. And imagine this is so good for my ego. And she said, the Karen Becker? So I freak out. Like, what do you mean? She knows, she knows who I am. Turns out that she goes to a Unity Church in Kansas, a little, little church in Lawrence, Kansas, and they sing my songs there all the time. And years ago, the minister had come to Pam saying, well, you're a writer. Can you take this book by Karen Drucker and make it into a six-week class? So she made it this whole six-week class, and somehow... Somebody sent it to me. I never knew who did it, where it came from. But so many years later, and here I am saying to Pam Grout, hi there, you know, can I write your song? So not only do we have this immediate connection, and it was very fun, but she says to me, my bucket list dream is to write a song. So 
through the magic of Zoom, we became good friends and and wrote that song. But I just thought, here's an example of something amazing and awesome that I would have never thought about, that by just being present to what it is that I wanted in that moment, like I really want to write a song about this. What are the steps I need to do to make this happen? But I want to end like this song, some of the words from the song. I didn't get to, but it goes by pretty fast. I'm not sure if you got it all. I start my day in this way, knowing everything is okay. So that's, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've heard me. <laughs> if any of you have heard any of my talks before, I always talk about how we start our day. That's like kind of one of my main things, is how we start our day. Um, all of my albums, all my CDs start with the very first song being a positive message song, you know, something, thank you for this day, or I start my day with love, or I will surrender to my greatest, highest good. You know, all of these songs are things that if you started your day in this way, your day would be great. So I start my day in this way, knowing everything is okay. I look for the good in everything. So my question to you is, when you started your day this way, what did you say to yourself? What did you say to yourself? Did you wake up and go, did you look in the mirror and go, oh my God, I'm getting more beautiful every moment? Did you say, oh my God, this day, oh my God, next day, day? What was your feeling when you started your day today? So that's what we're going to talk about, is that feeling of what it's like to just start your day in this way of saying something amazing is going to happen. I don't know what it is, but something amazing is going to happen. So, and I love the line, it's not out in the future, it's right before my eyes. The beauty, joy, and wonder, it's time I realize every moment, every single day I'm going to get. And all it takes is a slight shift to see the good in everything. And that's what it's about, it's that shift, because sometimes we are just not in that place of seeing the good, of being grateful. I mean, let's face it, right now, with what's happening in the world, with, and there's just so much going on, it's like it's, it can be really challenging to start your day going, oh, it's a beautiful day and great things are happening, and you turn on the news and you just see all that's happening. But I truly believe, the reason why I'm even doing this talk is I truly believe that when we can be beacons of light, when we can start our day coming from that place of who I am makes a difference, and the love that I give, the puddles of love that I pour out into that lake are going to come back to me, but they're going to ripple out in ways that I don't even know. So the next line of this was, what if I'm not open to it? What if I'm not really feeling it? And the backups in that song said, gratitude, gratitude. And that's sometimes what we need to just do is when you're not feeling it, when you're not, when you wake up in the morning and going, oh, good day. What is the one thing, one thing you could be grateful for? It could be the smallest thing. You know, miracles, I think sometimes we set ourselves up that miracles have to be that the angels come and go, ah, 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 and that firecrackers go off and there's, you know, all this, the trumpets are blaring. A miracle can be just a shift in consciousness. A miracle could be catching the eye of someone 
feeling like a smile you gave them made a difference. And so sometimes it can be the smallest things. I mean, I remember there was a time in my life that I was kind of going through a dark night of the soul. I was, I was really depressed. I just really didn't know what, was, what I was doing, where I was going. But I was living in this little cottage. And I remember that there was this wonderful bakery down the street. And there was a morning I woke up, I was feeling depressed, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go walk down the street and go and get, because this place had great coffee and great little pastries. And just knowing that I was going to have this great cup of coffee got me out of bed, and just that one little shift started to change my day. And I wound up going into the coffee shop and sitting there, and someone just happened to start talking to me, and we got into this great conversation. By the end of my coffee and my little pastry, I had been totally transformed just by making that connection. And isn't that what it's about these days? Isn't that what it's all about is connection? Connection to each other. And that can be the miracle. That alone can be the miracle. So I want to tell you a story. I, um, some people know this about me, but others have no idea. So I'm a long-distance marathon swimmer. That's what I do for fun. I swim in the San Francisco Bay. And, you know, in cold water, and that's what is, is my idea of fun. But uh, some of you know this, but I was on the first American women's relay team swimming the English Channel. And I swam from Lanai and Maui as the relay team, and another relay team in Lake Tahoe, California, and, you know, all these different long-distance swims. But the club I belonged to, the Dolphin Club in San Francisco, we had these races all around the bay. And... You know, I've been a competitive swimmer since I was six years old. I was training for the Olympics. So it was very customary for me when I would do these races to be one of the first people in there. I'd usually be within the top five. But I had one guy, this guy named George. And George would always be right next to me at every swim. And every time before we would swim, he'd come up to me and go, Becca, I see you. I'm going to get you on this one. And we had this whole little running thing going. So we did a swim, our whole club, you know, like probably about 50 people, um, under the Golden Gate Bridge. Now, y'all know the Golden Gate Bridge. It's kind of majestic. But we're swimming underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. And, you know, they say, ready, set, go. And everyone jumps from the boat and starts swimming right underneath the bridge. And once again, you know, there's a big pack of people. But then as soon as, like, probably two minutes into it, everyone sort of disappears. And I look to my right, and here's George right next to me, stroke for stroke, we're battling it out. We're battling it out for about, you know, 10 minutes or so. And all of a sudden, I turn, you know, I'm breathing, and I look, and he's no longer there. And I'm looking around, and I'm not seeing him anywhere. But then I look again, and he's about five yards back. And he's doing water ballet underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. And I swim over to him, and I go, George, what? are you doing? We're doing a race here. You know, we're in the top five here. What are you doing? And he turns to me and says, Pam, when are we ever going to be underneath the Golden Gate Bridge looking up at this majestic, beautiful structure? Why would we put our head down in the water and not see him? And I remember him saying that. And going, but George, we're going to do it. And I was like, you're right. And I started doing water ballet with him. And pretty soon, some of the people that were behind 
us. They're going, what are you guys doing? We're going, we're having fun. We're doing water ballet. Why don't you join us? And we're like, no, we can finally beat you. We're going. So. But that was a life-changing moment for me. Because I realized every moment is a gift. All it takes is the slightest shift to see the good, to see the beauty, to see the awe in everything. And I never, ever swam a race again with my head down, just trying to get to the other side. And I've done that now ever since that day with everything in my life. That's why I really be present enough to see what's going on. I have a songwriting friend who wrote a song that one of the lyrics was, If you're not in awe, you're not paying attention. If you're not in awe, you're not paying attention. In every moment, is awe-inspiring. The beauty that we live in, just even seeing the face of God in people is what it's all about. And you know, one more, one more little story. I was, um, years ago I was traveling and I remember I was late to the airport and I was really stressed out and I was, you know, really trying to get to the airport on time. And I get there and as soon as I check in, they say, oh, your plane's delayed three hours. Now, this is in Huntsville Airport in Alabama. And I remember being so pissy and just like in the worst mood. Like, I've got this long flight home, and now I've got a three-hour delay. And, like, what are you going to do? But as my song said that we started off with, I start my day with what? What am I going to start my day with? Every moment is a choice that I get to choose how I'm going to be. So I went through, and I'm not talking about doing a spiritual bypass where you look at this and go, oh, I'm delayed for three hours. It's all good. You know, I want to slap people who <laughs> I don't do a spiritual bypass. I felt the feelings. I was, you know, upset about it. But finally I got to a point where I was so upset, and I went to the gate, and I'm sitting there at the gate going, oh, my God, three hours to wait, and I was tired, and I was hungry, and I was just completely in a bad mood. And in that moment, I said, okay, Rucker, you, you have a choice here. You can either be miserable or, you know. And in that moment, I, I chose to pray. And I closed my eyes and I said, dear God, will you please help me to just have patience in this time, to have the energy to get home, to make a new choice of seeing this in a different light, to have some kind of miracle come in. And I literally said, miracle, find me now. Miracles find me now. And I prayed, and I let it go, and I opened my eyes, and it was almost as if it was a spotlight from God beaming down. I was at gate three. This is at gate one. There is a white grand piano sitting at gate one in the Huntsville Airport. This is a true story. And I remember going, almost through one of those cartoons, like, what? And I look, and here's this white grand piano sitting there, and the sun was beaming down on it. And I'm looking, and I'm going, how could there be a piano in this airport, this small little airport? So I think, well, okay, maybe this was a gift from God. So I go over, I have all these half-written songs that are with me. I'm thinking, all right, this is what I'm going to do for three hours. So I open the lid, and open. You know, it wasn't locked. I start to play. I'm thinking any moment I'm going to get caught and someone's going to say, you can't do it. 
But I'm playing along for a while, and all of a sudden, I see this big, burly security guard coming my way. I'm going, okay, I'm busted. That was fun while it lasted. But he comes up and says, oh, that was so beautiful. Can we keep playing? I went, oh, sure. He goes, I only want to play piano. Actually, my dream is to write a song. You know, I've signed up for a class at college, you know, coming up in the fall about, you know, trying to learn how to read music. But it's like my bucket list dream. I went, well, honey, sit on down because I got time. And we, I gave him a piano lesson and we wrote a song and people started to gather around. We were having so much fun that those three hours went by like that. And that's what happens when you're in that flow, when you're in that presence, when you're in that miracle zone. That all of a sudden there is no time. Have you ever experienced that? You know, when you're doing something you really love and it's just like no time. And I remember that day that it just felt like as soon as I went into service and into teaching him, it was just like it was a miracle to me. I had so much fun and we walked away, we gave a big hug to each other at the end. I mean, it was this beautiful, beautiful time. But I just have to remember, you know, that that song said also, what if I'm not feeling it? What if I'm not open to it? Gratitude. Go back to that place of gratitude. What is one thing you could be open to? What is one thing, one possibility that you could be open to that could lead to a miracle? Because you have no idea what that miracle could be. And again, as I said before, the miracle could just be a shift in consciousness. I've been starting to do a prayer recently, just saying, Dear God, help me change my mood. Help me change my mood. I'm in a bad mood. Just help me, you know, just let go and, and be open to the possibility that there could be something else out there that I'm not even aware of. So I want to give you a, a song here at the end here for now. To bring us all together. So this one, I want you to sing this with me, because this is kind of the main thing. If we can be open, just open our hearts to the possibility of something else happening. I am open to the possibility. Interestingly enough, when I wrote this song, Claudia Carey, I'm open. We wrote, I'm open to the possibility. But every time I sing it, I would hear at the end, meaning that people were saying, I'm open to the possibilities. There's more than one possibility. Possibilities. I am open to the possibilities. I am open to the possibilities of a life. Of a life that is meant to